Lecture topic: Becoming the Beloved. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi aladin astafa. Amma baadu faaudu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. قل إن كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحببكم الله ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم والله غفور رحيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ثلاث من كن فيه وجد بهن حلاوة الإيمان من كان الله ورسوله أحب إليه مما سواهما ومن أحب عبدا لا يحبه إلا لله ومن يكره أن يعود في الكفر بعد أن أنقذه الله منه كما يكره أن يقذف في النار أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم موسوسفكت بعض ما يكرام بدوزن اللذر بسيزي ستاندد thing in life that a person has a greater attachment to some things than others to some things and other things to some people than other people it's part of human nature person will have concern for the neighbor's child also but not to the extent that there is a natural concern for his own child let alone the neighbor's child the extent of concern that he has for his nephew for his brother's child would be also very much because it's somebody very close to him near and dear but as much as that would be there would be that sometimes very close bond and relationship but with all that there's still a degree of love and attachment greater for his own children likewise a person will be very close to perhaps his uncle his aunt other family members and he will be ready to sacrifice for them do whatever is required for them but with all that as much as he is ready to do whatever is required as much as that bond and relationship might be there but it cannot compare to the relationship and the bond that one would have with his own parents is part of insan part of his nature part of his fitrat and then to the extent that somebody is so to say distant distant in the sense that it might be somebody unknown to him he doesn't have any idea who the person is he's a stranger to him but on a level of humanity he will have some compassion kindness he sees somebody in distress he'll want to do what he can to help provided there's some little bit of humanity in a person then that will move him in some way he won't be able to just pass by like nothing happened if he cannot do anything he will still feel some kind of sorrow at somebody else's distress he feels some compassion some kindness he'll do if he can do something he'll do it but nevertheless this is a very clear thing that there is a difference in the relationship that a person has with somebody close somebody near dear and somebody distant if he's passing by somewhere there's a stranger somewhere in distress he doesn't know who the person is at that moment he's driving past he may go in his heart allah whatever this person's problem is allah you help him out but if he passed by and he took a second look and it turned out to be some close family member then he'll be screeching tires to stop quickly so what changed the the situation the first situation also was somebody in distress somebody in some difficulty he made dua for the person and carried on because perhaps it was a little bit risky whatever the case was but despite all the risks despite whatever it was when the second time round he saw somebody close to him he couldn't drive past if somebody had to tell him at that time also that this is very risky this is very risky for him also i need to help him so the very clear aspect that we understand from this is that when there's a closer bond there's a closer relationship then there's more care 
there's more concern. <coughs> there's more readiness to help. Person puts himself in danger for the protection of somebody else who's close to him. He risks his life to save somebody else who's close to him. Now this is what is insan. And insan, all this compassion, this kindness, this affection, this mercy that he shows to somebody, it's mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, that Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala descended one portion of hundred portions of his rahmat. Meaning for the amount that Allah Ta'ala wished to display on insan and on his makhluk. Allah Ta'ala's mercy is infinite. But the amount of mercy Allah Ta'ala wished to manifest on his creation, out of that Allah Ta'ala descended one portion out of hundred. So 99 portions, that's aside. One portion has been descended on earth. And it is due to this one portion of rahmat and mercy that Allah Ta'ala descended on earth, that by virtue of this, Allah Ta'ala put in the hearts of makhluk, in the hearts of his creation, that let alone human beings, even animals have that compassion for their young. If a person has to try to interfere with the young of some animal, he might be inviting very great trouble. And depending on the kind of animal that he is now interfering with, it might become a means of death for him too. If he starts interfering with the cubs, that lion is not going to leave him. Or the lioness is not going to leave him. But if he tries to maybe engage the lion, maybe he might run away. Depending on the situation. But the cubs, they don't leave him. Likewise many animals. All this compassion, this mercy, this kindness, all this is due to that 1% of mercy which has been distributed in the entire creation. Ever since this world came into existence, until Qiyamah, it's that same 1% that is being still distributed. And the rest Allah Ta'ala has taught to display and to manifest this mercy on His creation, on His obedient servants in the hereafter, on the day of Qiyamah. So one is the mercy that even insan has, and depending on the extent of relationship, he is prepared to put his own life in danger. What can be imagined about the mercy and the rahmat of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala? Now Allah Ta'ala also has a system in place. Allah Ta'ala has a system by which this world functions. And we understand the system in many, many things of day-to-day -day life. Water quenches thirst, a person is thirsty, he must drink water, he'll quench his thirst. We understand it. Don't ever put your hand in the fire, you'll get burnt. We understand it. We don't ever do that deliberately. person never ever puts his, himself into danger in so many different ways deliberately because he knows the, the consequences. If there's a live wire, he doesn't go and touch it. It's a system of dunya. So likewise, just as this system we understand... The system Allah has placed in this world is the same system we understand for ourselves in terms of relationships. That when there's a close relationship with somebody, we are ready to do anything for the person. We are ready to put our own lives in danger also. Allah Ta'ala also cares for those who He loves. Allah shows His special rahmat. There's a general rahmat comes on everybody. That's why we're still breathing. If that rahmat of Allah Ta'ala was withheld, Due to what our actions are. That if Allah Ta'ala to take insan to task for the actions that he does, meaning whatever we've done, if we had to really be taken to task now, Allah Ta'ala says nobody would survive. So this is Allah Ta'ala's compassion, His grace, His mercy. But Allah Ta'ala showers that special rahmat on those who are close to Him. Allah Ta'ala showers that special mercy, that kindness to those who are close to Allah Ta'ala. Now we are in this dunya, all kinds of challenges, 
very, very difficult conditions sometimes. But as difficult as sometimes some challenge might be, as major as some problem might be, whatever the difficulty and hardship might seem to be, put all this put together, let alone one person's difficulty. Sometimes a person is under such uh, difficulty and hardship, he is in such trying circumstances, that he feels that the whole world on one side and me on the other side, I don't think anybody is facing what I am facing. Whereas there is always somebody in a more difficult situation than us. But in any case, let alone one person's difficulty, if the entire humanity's difficulty is put together, can we imagine somebody is starving, somebody is in a severe sickness, somebody is in what kind of oppression, we're undergoing oppression, somebody is being tortured mercilessly somewhere for whatever, for no deed of his, and what not is carrying on unfortunately. And if you put down all these difficulties somebody is experiencing anywhere in the world, the whole world's difficulties put together, Allah forbid, Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us, if a person has to face difficulty in the cover on the day of Qiyamat, in Jahannam, then this whole humanity's difficulty is not equal to a fraction of that difficulty. So while we become very concerned about protecting ourselves from the difficulties and hardships of dunya, which we, part of insan's nature, and we'll do what we have to do, person has been taught to look after himself, to look after his things as well. So we don't leave the house doors wide open and say, well, I have full tawakkul, Tawakkul is close the doors but don't trust in it. Put the alarm on but don't trust in it. Trust in Allah alone. But take the means that Allah Ta'ala has made permissible. Which are in your capacity, which are in your, within your means, what you have access to, use it. But have trust in Allah Ta'ala alone. But the point is that a person, he will do whatever he has to do in order to protect himself. He'll do what he has to do in order to take care of his life, to take care of his family, to take care of his possessions. But the system Allah Ta'ala has, that to the extent a person has come close to Allah Ta'ala, to that extent Allah Ta'ala's special care, special help, special mercy comes to him. So now we are very concerned, and this is part of insan's nature, that we are concerned about protecting ourselves in dunya. And that's part of life. But just as we are concerned about our protection in dunya, protection of our life, of our family, of our possessions, more important than that, this will carry on, not that this will stop, this will carry on, but more important than that is protection from the difficulties of cover. More important than that is protection from the difficulties of the day of Qiyamad. And from ever entering into Jahannam, Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. Now how will we gain this protection, let alone the akhirat, even in dunya? The akhirat is only based on this, and even in dunya also. It is to get close to Allah Ta'ala. When we have some degree of closeness with somebody, then we have extra care, we want to go out of the way to help the person. Allah Ta'ala loves His servants also who are close to Him. And Allah Ta'ala gives them that special kindness and compassion so this is the issue that we have to focus on. How do we get close to Allah Ta'ala? So now there are many, many things that have been mentioned in the Qur'an Sharif, in the Ahadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But one aspect which Allah Ta'ala declares in the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, which was recited at the beginning, Allah Ta'ala says, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِ يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهَ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Allah Ta'ala says, O Muhammad you declare to the entire mankind, to declare to one and all, and primarily this declaration is to those who are believers, those who have made that claim, that they love Allah Ta'ala. Every person who has recited La ilaha illallah, by virtue of this he has made a claim. I also love Allah Ta'ala. And indeed, every mu'min has love for Allah Ta'ala. If there was no love for Allah Ta'ala, there would be no Iman. But there is a degree of love that is a minimum that's required for complete salvation. And to come close to Allah Ta'ala. 
Allah Ta'ala is saying, if you claim to love Allah Ta'ala, in kuntum tuhibbun Allah, then there's one way of proving that. The one way of proving it is, fattabi'uni, follow in my footsteps. The footsteps of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the outcome of this will be, Allah. Allah will love you. I mean, Allah loves somebody. Allah Ta'ala is not in need of means. Allah is the creator of means. Allah Ta'ala's rizq doesn't get restricted by anything. Allah is the provider of rizq. Inflation and deflation, all these things don't affect Allah Ta'ala's treasures. Prices went up in something, it doesn't affect the giver. The giver is Allah Ta'ala. What happens on earth, happens by the will of Allah Ta'ala. It's not beyond Allah Ta'ala, na'uzubillah. Allah is the control of the universe. Allah Ta'ala is saying, if you follow in the Mubarak footsteps of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, يُحْبِبُكُمُ Allah, Allah will love you. When Allah Ta'ala loves somebody, Allah Ta'ala's love for Ibrahim Alaihissalam manifested itself. Allah Ta'ala gave him the best 40 days of his life on earth inside the fire. That, that fire that Namrud lit up, which was so intense, that the people could not get close enough to put Ibrahim Alaihissalam into it. So they had to build a catapult. And from a distance, they catapulted him into the fire. And now as he is airborne, and he's going to be falling into this fire, Jibreel comes rushing. Can I assist? Can I be of some help? He's already in the air. And now obviously he's not going to remain hung, suspended in the air, no fall down. So now there's no time. There is no time to think about something. And Jibreel comes at that moment to now offer his assistance. Ibrahim Islam's question is that have you come by the command of Allah Ta'ala? So he replies, I didn't come by the command of Allah Ta'ala, but I took Allah Ta'ala's permission and came. You know, I came of my own accord. I couldn't bear this. I'm not able to see this happening. That you are going to be thrown into this fire. So I have come of my own accord, meaning on my own prerogative, so to say, but I have come with Allah's permission. Ibrahim al-Islam's response is, Amma ilayka fala. If you've come of your own accord, though with Allah's permission, but Allah Ta'ala didn't command you to come, then I have no need for that. My Allah is watching. Allah is aware. After all, you are Khalilullah. Khalil is a degree of friendship beyond normal friendship. Khullah. It's a very close bond. So he was Khalilullah. So Khalilullah, and he's going to perish in the fire. Allah Ta'ala made that a garden for him. Qulna ya narukuni ala Ibrahim. Who Allah Ta'ala did this for? For the one he loved. He made the fire cool for him. He made the fire a garden for him. Made the fire the best 40 days of his life. In the midst of fire. So Allah Ta'ala is the creator of fire. Allah is the controller of fire. Now this was a fire that Namrud had lit. But likewise, unfortunately, we also light up fires in our life. Fires of all sorts. All kinds of things that we do as a result of which we fall into these fires that we've lit up ourselves. How to come out of this? Again, the same prescription. The same prescription come back to Allah Ta'ala and become beloved to Allah Ta'ala. And becoming beloved to Allah Ta'ala, the prescription Allah Ta'ala gives in the Quran, فَاتَّبِعُونِ يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ وَيَغْفِرُ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ To get close to Rasulullah Wasallam, to start following his Mubarak way of life, to start having the heart yearning for Rasulullah Yearning for his closeness. There's one incident mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. Initially, when Rasulullah used to give the khutbah on the day of Jumu'ah, so the entire masjid, the roof was supported by date palms. All over the place there was date palms and the roof was supported on this. So one date palm, which was close to the front, the Bishlaasim would 
so to say, lean on it. And he would take some support with it as he was delivering the khutbah. So some time passed like this. Somebody then suggested, should we not make a member for you? So that it makes it easier for everybody else also to be able to see you with ease and all have this benefit and this great bounty of being able to see Rasulullah sallallahu without any obstruction in between. Rabbi Islam is fine if you wish to do it, so no problem. So they built a member. So now when they built the member, so it had to be placed aside. So when the member was now ready, Nabi Islam on that first occasion now after the member was built, so he moved over from this spot that he would normally stand at and deliver the khutbah. And Nabi Islam moved over to the member and sat on the member. The Sahaba Ikram say, and this hadith has been reported by so many Sahaba, as I mentioned, it's a narration of Bukhari Sharif and so many books of hadith. The Muhaddisin say that this particular incident is on the highest level of authenticity. Because narrated by so many Sahaba and through so many different chains of narration. Sahaba say, we heard this date palm which Nabi Islam used to lean on. We heard it cry out like a little baby. Nabi Islam got off the member. He got off the member and came to this date palm. And he began tapping it and pacifying it like a little baby is pacified when it's crying. Yusakkan, kama yusakkan sabi. He began quietening it until gradually it quietened down. And when he finally kept quiet, so to say, then Nabi Islam moved over back to the member. In one hadith it is mentioned, that Nabi Islam said, had I not done this, did not come and console it in this way, it would have been continuing to cry like this till Qiyamah. And it was crying out of grief over the separation from Nabi Islam now. That I am deprived of this closeness that I enjoyed all this while, while Nabi Islam would lean against me and deliver the khutbah. So Hassan Basri, rahmatullah the very great personality, among the greatest tabi'een, he used to relate this hadith and then he would then advise the people, he would address them and say to them, O oh people, are we so far away beyond even a piece of wood that that wood had more yearning for Nabi Islam than we have? That that wood wanted that closeness to Nabi Islam to that extent that it even cried out, that insan heard the crying out of this wood says, don't we have, we are supposed to have a greater yearning and wanting to be close to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa That wood is mentioned in one hadith, Nabi Islam said to it, you would be buried here, is not, not better, you're not happy with this, that you be buried here and you'll be with me in Jannah. It was buried eventually. So that closeness to Nabi Islam, even that what we regard as lifeless, that piece of wood, that too had some sense. And it was yearning for that closeness to Nabi Islam. Allah Ta'ala gave us the prescription for this closeness. Everything has its closeness in its own way. The closeness that insan, the ummatis, the closeness that they need to have with Nabi Islam, what the prescription for that, how they're going to get there, that is by means of their Ittiba, by their following of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa In fact, there are many ahadiths where Nabi Islam himself has given the prescription of getting close to him. There's two of the ahadiths that we, to reflect on. One is the occasion when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sent off Hazrat Mu'az bin Jabal radiallahu ta'ala anhu to Yemen as the governor. So it's a very well-known incident. Nabi Islam had now appointed him to become the governor in Yemen and now he was seeing him off. He was dispatching him. And on that occasion, Nabi Islam instructs him to be riding and he's walking along to see him off. This is also a sunnah, mushaya'ah, that a guest or somebody has come now to see him off, to take a few steps out with him. So Nabi Islam, especially if you're sending out a delegation, sending out some army in jihad, sending out somebody for some other task, 
he would go out a distance with them, walk along with them. Nabi Salaam instructed him to keep riding. He is posted, trying to excuse himself that I want to walk as well. Nabi Salaam instructs him to ride. And now he is walking alongside him. And as he is walking alongside, he is giving him various aspects of advice, advising him with various issues because he is going to be now the governor. There are going to be various things he is going to be responsible for, how he is going to handle all these matters. So he is going to be needing this advice. Nabi Salaam is advising him on various aspects. Now as they go along, they come to a point where Nabi Salaam then says to him, that, O Mu'az, perhaps when you return, you will pass by my grave. Perhaps when you return, you will pass by my grave. When the Sudullah Salaam used to say something in this manner, that perhaps was a certainty. That perhaps wasn't a perhaps that may or may not happen. It was something that he is now giving it in a very little bit of a softer form, that perhaps, Muaz immediately understood what is the message here. That this is the last meeting. I'm not going to see Nabi Islam alive again. I'll be gone to Yemen. And before I even return any time, this is going to be the case that Nabi Islam would have left dunya. So what would have passed through his heart at that time, we cannot imagine. It moved him to start weeping. So now what he was weeping on, now he... This is the last meeting. He's going to be distant away now. Where is Makkah? Where is Medina Munawwara? And where is Yemen? Such a big distance. He would have loved to be close. But now this is an instruction. He's been appointed as his governor. He has to go. So on that occasion, Nabi Islam consoled him, but also gave something that is a prescription for Qiyamah. That, oh Mu'az, you are crying over this separation. You want to be close. The people who are closest to me are the people of taqwa. Closest people to me are the people of taqwa. Man kanu Whoever it might be and wherever he may be. He may be physically very far away, but if he has taqwa in his life, he is very close to me. And somebody who is very close to Nabi Wasallam is beloved to Allah Ta'ala. Because that is what Allah Ta'ala has given the prescription in Kuntum Tuhibbun Allah Fattabi'uni, follow me. So that will make one close to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the one who is close to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is beloved to Allah Ta'ala. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is saying, You're going to be close to me. Inna awlan nasi bi al muttaqoon. Those who have taqwa in their lives, they are the closest to me. So now this is the taqwa that we have to check. We had the month of Ramadan, we have so many of these occasions Allah Ta'ala blesses us with. To get close to him, to adopt taqwa. The issue is how much of this is translating into action in day-to-day life. Taqwa demands that no salah is ever missed. And it is necessary for adult males to perform it with jama'ah. And the masjid is not very far away than in the masjid. The house of Allah Ta'ala. Now that's the basic requirement of taqwa. To fulfill the fundamentals of deen. Now we want to become close to Allah wa ta'ala. We want to become beloved to Allah ta'ala. Allah ta'ala has given us the command to follow in the Mubarak footsteps of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And what is his pattern and his, his guidance, his example in terms of salah? Nabi sallallahu used to be extremely concerned about every person performing his salah with jama'ah. To the extent that, on one occasion, Nabi Islam said, it was my desire, my intention, that I should ask somebody else to lead the salah and go to the homes of those who are not performing their salah with jama'ah, meaning without any valid reason, and burn those homes down. His rahmatul lil'alameen. But this was meant to jolt the whole ummad. At-taqwa, the person close to Nabi Islam, inna awlan nasi bi al-muttaqoon. What extent of taqwa in terms of salah, in terms of zakat, fasting in the month of Ramadan, hajj, these are all the fundamentals. Then taqwa in terms of the don'ts, refraining from the don'ts, taqwa in the eyes, refraining from looking at what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden, not looking at haram and filth and evil and bringing into the heart through the pathway of the eyes every kind of filth. Taqwa of the tongue, 
not engaging in riba, in lying, in all kinds of sins of the tongue, taqwa of the hands and feet, taqwa of the heart itself, keeping the heart free of all the evils of the heart, maladies of the heart, malice, pride, jealousy, love of the ego, all the things that pollute the heart. So all this is part of this taqwa, and the person who adopts taqwa, he gets close to Allah Ta'ala. And he is the one who is close to Rasulullah Sallallahu He becomes beloved to Allah Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala loves somebody, Allah takes care of him. Then it doesn't matter what's going on in terms of what the halat and conditions are. Allah's special mercies are with him. So in all the situations that we find ourselves in, this is the prescription. To what extent are we coming closer to Allah Ta'ala? To what extent are we coming closer to the path of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? In one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, These are just two hadith from many. The one who will be closest to me on the day of Qiyamah is the one who sends the most amount of salutations and durood upon me. How much of durood in a day we send? 20 times, 50 times, 100 times, more or less than that too. So now these are the things we have to start becoming very conscious about. And the Mubarak footsteps of Rasulullah to start bringing alive the sunnah. On one aspect of life. In the daily aspects that we are from morning to evening just doing in a routine manner. But now to start becoming conscious of how to do it in the sunnah manner. Whether it's eating, whether it's drinking, whether it's sleeping, whether it's all the mundane day-to-day activities. To the extent of anything that a person does. How to do it in the sunnah manner. This is what's going to bring that noor in our lives, bring that special mercy of Allah wa ta'ala, bring that rahmat of Allah ta'ala. This is what brings down that security and protection. This is what brings down that happiness and peace. This is what unites and bonds the hearts. This is what dispels shaitan from our homes. This is what's going to bring about that khair and barakah that we're desiring. And in place of this, if the way of the enemies of Rasulullah s.a.w. adopted, how can we expect the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala? How can we expect that special mercy and kindness? Then what comes on them will come on us, Allah forbid. So this is the need of the moment. That we have to become very much more conscious about the sunnah in our day-to-day lives. Bringing taqwa into our lives. Coming back to Allah Ta'ala. Bringing this alive in our homes. Our five daily salah. Daily spending time for the Zikr of Allah Taala for the tilawat of the Quran Sharif, for tasbihat, especially Durood Sharif, excessive Durood Sharif upon Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is the way in which we will also benefit, and everybody else will benefit also, because that rahmat that will descend will benefit everybody. Allah forbid otherwise, the wrong that is done, we ourselves suffer, others suffer due to us as well. So this is the need of the time that we turn to Allah Taala. We ourselves and everybody. The various conditions that are coming from time to time and the tests and challenges that come these are not just coincidental occurrences. It's not just something that happens now. Well, these things do happen. No, no, these are signs. These are signs. This is ibrat. Inna fi dhalika la ibratan li ulil absar. This is ibrat for people of intelligence. Ibrat so that they take a lesson. What is the lesson to take? We have to come back to Allah Ta'ala. If we have drifted, we have to come back to Allah Ta'ala. And there's so many things in our day-to-day lives that we have to look at very deeply. Look at everything, our actions, our intentions. What is the intention behind a good action also? Sometimes it's a very good action, but what's the intention behind it? That action might be, whether it is some action of generosity, whether it is some ibadat, whether it is some good, kind deed, good act of helping somebody, whatever it might be. But the intention behind the action, otherwise if that intention is not correct, then that action will become a greater problem. That will become an azab on the day of Qiyamat Allah save us. So, we have to come back to the Mubarak way of Rasulullah cleanse our hearts out, correct our actions, correct our intentions, correct our direction. Direction, direction is not dunya. Dunya is a place of means. We will adopt the means. We will earn a halal living. Direction is akhirat. Direction is to get close to Allah Ta'ala. 
direction is to get close to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And that is what will make our qabr and our akhirat as well. And will make our dunya also. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq and make us among the true ummatis of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Make zikr for a few minutes and write. La 
اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرتها ولا هما إلا فرجتها ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا وأخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واخف لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم إنا نسلك العفو والعافية اللهم إنا نسلك العفو والعافية اللهم إنا نسلك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لأحسن الأخلاق لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أنت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها إلا أنت إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله forgive us يا الله Allah forgive all of me by the sins يا الله إله العالمين يا الله we have been so disobedient يا الله so disloyal يا الله Allah we have been so disloyal ya Allah despite all your bounties and ni'mats ya Allah showering upon us every second ya Allah every moment ya Allah countless and ni'mats countless ni'mats and bounties we make use of all the time ya Allah Allahu Akbar ya Allah yet we have been so disobedient ya Allah Allah we blatantly broke with your commands ya Allah we have been so ungrateful for all your bounties and ni'mats ya Allah Ilahu alamin, forgive this major crime of ours, Ya Allah. Forgive this sin of ours, Ya Allah. Ilahu alamin, you are making toba in your house tonight, Ya Allah. Ilahu alamin, Ya Allah. Allah, you make us your obedient servants, Ya Allah. Make us your grateful servants, Ya Allah. Make us your loyal servants, Ya Allah. Ilahu alamin, Ya Allah. Make us the true ummatis of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahu alamin, enable us to walk in his Mubarak footsteps, Ya Allah. Enable us to adopt his beautiful way of life, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara. Ya Allah, grant us the love of the Mubarak Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, grant us His love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with Your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and with the love of His Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Bilahu Alamin, Ya Allah. Allah, You save us from all the trials and tests, Ya Allah. Allah, We are too weak for trials and tests, Ya Allah. Allah, Do not put us through trials and tests, Ya Allah. Allah, Grant us afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant us afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant us afiyat in our deen, Ya Allah. Grant us afiyat in our dunya, Ya Allah. Allah, You protect us, Ya Allah. Protect our families, Ya Allah. Protect our progeny till Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Keep all steadfast on Iman, Ya Allah. Allah, Keep us steadfast on Iman, Ya Allah. Raise us on the day of, Ya Allah, Take us on perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Raise us on the day of Qiyamah with perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Allah, you protect us, Ya Allah. You protect our progenies, Ya Allah. Protect the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, shower down your maghfirat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Shower down your rahmat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Allah, give us the tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Enable us to perform a salah that you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Enable us to recite the Quran Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Enable us to be forever in your remembrance, Ya Allah. Make us conscious of you all the time, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who are in any kind of difficulty and hardship, Allah, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, grant ease and afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Those who are in any sicknesses and illnesses, Ya Allah, give them complete shifa and afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, grant barakat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Grant halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram and doubtful things, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Out of your grace and mercy, Ya Allah. Allah, you guide us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you guide us in the straight path, Ya Allah. You keep us, Ya Allah, give us istiqamat on sirat-e-mustaqeem, Ya Allah. 
Save us from all the deviations, Ya Allah. Save us from all the isms, Ya Allah. Save us from all the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who asked us to make dua for them, all who have raised their hands to this dua, Ya Allah, you grant the best of dunya and akhirat to each one, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant every khair and barakat, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's jai's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you fill our hearts with khair, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with taqwa, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, with the love of deen, Ya Allah. With the love of the amal of deen, Ya Allah. With the love of the efforts of deen, Ya Allah. Accept us in our progeny till qiyamah for the efforts of deen, Ya Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat, Ya Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Whatever we have asked for, Ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, bless us with it, Ya Allah. What we should have been asking, it did not ask, Ya Allah. Out of your grace and mercy, grant us that as well, Ya Allah. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم فتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله